Hello and good evening, everyone. <laughs> this is episode 440 of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. We are back. I am your host for this week, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. Joining me all the way from Iowa, Ginger Boy, Tyler Courtney. How are you doing, Ginger Boy? <laughs> I'm doing all right, man. Uh, it's good to be back. You know, the boys are back. The boys are back. But it feels good to be back, man. You know, it's it's been a it's been a almost two weeks now, week and a half uh, for us uh, since we recorded last. We did the whole marathon with oh yeah uh, with doing we recorded four day four different nights and four times in five nights. Uh, utterly exhausting. Uh, so yeah. I was looking forward to having Saturday off, and then Saturday night came, and I was kind of like bummed <laughs> that we weren't recording. It's like <laughs> it's funny. It's like oh man, like I kind of. You know, like after Tuesday, after last Tuesday, after E3 was over, I'm like, oh, thank God. We're, we, like, ah, it's just, I need a break from. Yep. Just, I, it's that post E3 thing where I just, I don't give a, I don't want to, I don't give a fuck about video game news. I don't, I don't, I don't even listen to, I, I just take a break from video game podcasts, reading Twitter about stuff. Like, I just needed like a week away from everything. I saw, I missed recording, but it's like, I didn't want to do anything with like video game news anymore. Uh, it happens to me every year where it's just like, I need a break, but, uh, just too much in a short amount of time. But, uh, no, it's good to be back, man. You know, miss, miss bullshit with you. Yeah. Uh, you know, we were actually going to start recording like a couple hours ago and then oh. get, get some, get some crazy shit happen to you. Oh yes, of course. To put things into perspective, listeners, I live in the Pacific Northwest and the Pacific Northwest isn't known for a couple things. And one of the things it's not known for is heat waves. So apparently, for the first time on record for a very long time, the Pacific Northwest is going through a heat waves that are inside the 90s to potentially middle 100s. That is what is on our forecast. Apparently, in Seattle, it's going to be as high as 109. This is basic from uh, news broadcasts that uh, I've been reading online. But uh, fake news. Let's just say. Nobody around here is ready for that type of weather. I sure as hell wasn't, and the past couple of days has been really something in and of itself. Last time I experienced weather of this sort was back in California. Of course, California is known for that type of dry heat, that type of like scorching dry heat. But uh, here in the Pacific Northwest, normally we have a like a moderate summer. Sometimes we even have Indian summers where they last all the way inside of like September, sometimes into October in that regards. But the warmest times we would have is possibly inside of the early 80s. Sometimes we'll have like 70s and this and that, you know, like moderate type of weather. It's just this, fantastic. this year, this year for some reason wants to spike up in the area. But uh, yeah, that was part of the reason why that we... Had to delay the recording for at least a couple of hours because a transformer blew pretty close to where I live. So we had to, I had to wait like about a good solid hour, make sure the folks are all right, make sure everyone else is not running around on fire outside. You know, it was it was just lovely. 
German tacos doing good. So that's <laughs> the most importantly, he's okay. Yes, of course, <laughs> of course, of course. He was uh, having a fun time as well, just darting around the house. Like, oh, oh, what's going on? What's going on? It's dark. <laughs> it's dark. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But the little guy, he's hopefully tucked tucked nicely away and sleeping. But other than that, though, yeah. Work stuff, same as usual. Weather stuff, hot as hell. But same. most importantly of all, Tyler, I have been playing video games. Hell of a I lot. I have been playing video games. Exactly. Both of us have a commonality this week is that meaning we've been playing a buttload of video games. After E3, after the freaking initial exhaustion of all the news going forth and everything else, it's like I signed up for Game Pass. Now I'm going to get that thing monthly as a re- as opposed to like doing like 45 bucks every three months. Downloaded a whole bunch of games released this year. The Switch. The Switch. The last couple paychecks and stuff. I've actually invested trying to get some eShop games and stuff. So I actually have a fair amount of current games, whether it be indie or actual retail, that I've been playing. First time in a long time where I feel current with a lot of the different things. Nice. So... I, I, I do want to like um, you mentioned Game Pass and there's something yeah. I, I was thinking about the last couple weeks and I don't know why it just popped my head where it seems like whenever we make a title of a podcast yeah. it just becomes law um, oh, yeah. where it, at the uh, um, going back a couple, like a month ago when I was re-uploading all the podcasts one by one on our new feed um, you know it gave me a lot of flashbacks and it was kind of funny seeing these titles and I'm like where the fuck did that like, where did that joke in this podcast make that title? How did we get to there? <laughs> so, and I, I, I talked about it like a little while back about, we were joking around about um, this, like earlier this year, like January, February, yeah. we, we were joking around about how Reggie probably has, uh, Reggie fils probably has Mother 3 right now. And then like two months later, he tweets <laughs> that he's... Um, he has Mother 3 in his backlog on Wii U. Oh, my God. It was obviously a joke tweet kind of fucking with people. And I was just like, I'm like, we made the joke. There it is. And I was, then it just kicked in my head that in in this in late December, it was when we were doing the Game of the Year stuff. So the yeah. last week of December, we were joking around about Metroid Prime. And we so as a joke title, I called it Metroid Prime 4 Confirmed. Oh, six months no. later, six months later, they announced Metro Prime Four is now in development. <laughs> Obviously, it's been that's four, that was four years ago since they announced that. Four <laughs> years ago, as of E three last week, but it's it's now in development. So when we make titles for shit, it comes true. So Gables, yes, you said you have Game Pass now. Yep, I made a title in February called Play Haven. Oh, Guess no. what's on fucking Game Pass, buddy? Haven. Haven. Oh my god. You gotta play Haven. I'm sorry. It's I, I I don't make the rules. I just make the titles that make that make that then therefore become the rules. So that's where we're at. I don't know. Well, it's definitely gonna be on the list of things for me to try out. I mean, hell, I got plenty of time. Got plenty of things I can go through. And like I said it before, I did finish it quite a bit. <laughs> so that being said, let's just address the elephant in the room right now let's just go ahead and address what we have been playing and you've Tyler, already played haven <laughs> i am gonna go ahead and let you go first because apparently i'm getting called out so i'm gonna go ahead and let okay. you start all right gables has walked away so now i can 
just do whatever the fuck I want, and he won't have any, any idea. Uh, he'll just think I'm talking about what I've been playing, and I'm not right now. Uh, but I do just want to point out real fast um, that we are currently streaming this on Twitch. If you're watching right now, we appreciate it so much. If you are listening to us, we appreciate that as well. Because every time you guys click the audio version or download us or listen to us or stream us or whatever, uh, we we make we make a little bit of money. So we really appreciate it. Not a lot. It's literally like pennies for every download we get. But hey, we'll take it. Instead of paying every month, we get paid a little bit. So we appreciate that. Um, yeah. So and you know, thanks to our, our sponsor, Anchor, uh, for, for doing that for us. But uh, yeah, if you are watching us live, we appreciate it. But if you want to watch us live, we record every Saturday night. Usually it's around... 8 8:30 Pacific time Saturday nights. Uh obviously it's like it's a little later. It's like 9:40. It's like 9:15 right now Pacific time. Uh but obviously because Gable's power went out, we are um recording later. We were actually going to just we we already decided we were going to record tomorrow and then it came on a lot earlier than the power came back a lot earlier, so that's awesome. But anyways, if you uh want to watch the uh the live version, just check us out twitchtv podcast or if you want to watch the video version of it i always post it immediately afterwards on our youtube channel drunk dash nerds so look us up over there subscribe follow click the bells on both of those that way you know when we go live or our new video is posted but yeah um other than that um i do want to mention i was telling gables before the uh before this power went out when we were on script the first time because we were on skype talking when his power went out um that uh i I got gamefly (laughs) If you guys remember that, uh, for people that don't know, I don't know if it's available all around the world or not, but uh, it's basically like old school Netflix where you had like DVDs delivered to your door and then you send it back and they say a new one. Uh, I used to have it a lot during like the 360 PS3 era and that's how I played a lot of my games was I'd get it for like two, three months at a time, a couple times a year. I'd get it and then get it for a couple months and get rid of it for six months because it's, it's not super, exp- it's not really expensive, super expensive, but it's not cheap either. It's like at the time it was like $20 or so a month for two games at a time. The downside is it takes like a week from the time you return the game to possibly get the next game. So I got that. Um, they sent me a thing out of nowhere saying I get, I can get one month uh, for a dollar. So I signed up for that. Uh, so I do have Returnal and I do have a new replicant. I just got those today. Awesome. Uh, I haven't got a chance to play much of those. So I got those. I'll just tell them, I was just rem- I'll tell them about Gamefly. Yeah. Uh, I've got, uh, but now I'm going to get to what I've been playing. Cause uh uh, I've been playing, a, you know, like Gables. I've been playing Game Pass a lot. Uh, you just kind of go through those that phase where it's like I think a lot of gamers go through this where it's just like you, you just want to play something on yep. a, a certain console or you want to play this type. Like you're just feeling this type of game. Like you just want to play this type type of genre. You know, like every now and again, I'm just craving like a good Call of Duty game, like a good Michael Bay type game where it just blows explosions and shit. And after you know, just the last couple of weeks, I've just been in like a huge like uh, you know, I I got a three months with my, when I bought my Xbox series S. So I, I still have that for like probably another six weeks or so. Uh, then yeah, I'll be, I'll be right there with you with the $15 a month thing. Uh, but I've been playing a plethora of stuff. I just jumped back into uh Wolfenstein new order, oh, okay. which is the, um, the machine uh, machine games, the reboot of the series. Um, I'm on chapter four of that. Just played that for a couple hours. Still holds up. I mean, it obviously looks older, uh, but you know, with the with the FPS boost stuff, it really helps out. Like I was talking a couple a couple weeks ago, I beat Halo Four. That game looks amazing on, on uh, now. Like it like it doesn't look like a top notch, you know, PS Five Xbox Series X X game, but it looks like a really good 
like mid to late last gen game, and it, it, that was an Xbox 360 game from 2012. Um, but yeah, like it still looks it looks nice. It doesn't you know it's not like the the gameplay is a lot slower from what was saying too. But I've been playing that. I beat it already before, but I'm just feeling like after the disappointment of No Wolfenstein 3 at Xbox's uh, E3, I just kind of was wanting to play some Wolfenstein again. I uh, jumped into uh, Sea of Thieves, uh, played with some a couple people. I played with Dave and Mike from our, the Talk Ship group last Saturday for a few hours. Mm. I never played before, jumped into it, and it's like I've heard you know a lot of positive things the last couple of years as they did some patches and updates. And I was really wanting to check out the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean update. I haven't got a chance to jump into that. This just, just came out, I think. Couple days ago, uh, but we played that and it, no idea what I'm doing. We really didn't have any idea, but it, it's it's definitely a game you need to play with other people, like because you gotta like you have someone's gotta like steer the ship, someone else has gotta like steer it with the sails and like keep an eye out. Someone's gotta look at the map. It's it's like it, it really you need like it like you could probably get by with two, but like you really want like three or four people, and like I think four is the max. Um, did that? It's it's a you know, it's just a fun, dumb game. Like, I don't think it's like, I, I would definitely want to play it again with, with some people, get some group people together and jump into it every so often. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. And you like, you, like y'all have like, uh, like musical instruments. You have a bunch of them, like you have a drum, like a banjo and uh-huh. a, couple other, a couple other things. And like, uh, you can like fish. Like, I caught, I caught a fish, which was cool. Um, but like one of the fun things we did is like, you can just like, you, you can go to, like a bar and like, they just keep filling up your cup. And we were like drinking, and then, like eventually, you just like you drink so much. Like the drunk physics in this game is like super realistic. It's oh, like boy. you're just like I was trying to walk to the boat, and I was on the dock, and I was just like walking, and I was just like, oh my god, and I just fell into the water. Like that's all like <laughs> drunk. I got my character, <laughs> and like you start like you start vomiting, and you can like projectile vomit onto other people oh, no. uh, in your crew, and then like their screens just covered in like green goo, and they can't oh. see. Uh, and then like you start playing like music you could pick like eight or nine different songs to play and but if you're drunk you start playing like it just sounds like shit and i was like hey guys you ever heard the song wonderwall and i started fucking just playing the banjo <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it's 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 uh it's it was a lot of fun it was, it was definitely a good time um we, we got some booty which is always nice. nice uh i've been playing nba 2k i've been playing the my career stuff um i uh that game is definitely built for you paying real money to upgrade your character because it is very. Shame. I built a. I was I was ranting to Gables. I was ranting so hard about how frustrated that I was with, like how slow it is developing your character that I took the power out in his entire city. Uh, that's how upset I was about it because I was mid rant <laughs> and the power went out in his entire town. Um, but yeah, it's I, I can't make a wide open fucking shot for the life of me. It doesn't matter what I do layups fucking three pointers no one around me for miles can't make a fuck shot um even though like i've focused everything on being a shooter i uh, can't do it but you know i'm still playing i've been just playing that but it's just very i want to play more of it but i'm just i don't want to pay more i don't want to pay money uh rocket league got back into that oh, really? uh, they added like fast and furious nine fast nine came out yesterday so yeah. they had like some like um uh, new stuff come out for it. So every time I score a goal and you like, you see the replay of the goal, it plays the Tokyo drift song. It's like fast and furious. And, uh, so <laughs> I got really hooked to that, but I sunk a bunch of time. I've actually playing it on my series S cause it's free to play now. So I've been playing it on there mostly just cause like I, I platinum it, I platinum the game on PS five, yep. uh, or PS four. And, um, I've been, I just been playing. So I went over to Xbox series S just to 
because it has cross uh, progression and all that, which is really nice. Uh, so I've been doing that and getting achievements really is the main reason why I'm doing that. Um, and then the two things I've been playing that I really want to touch upon is, uh, I beat Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Nice. Um, yeah, I play, I, I beat that. It took me like probably, I want to say around the eight to 10 hour mark. I, there was definitely a lot more stuff to do. I did a good chunk of the side quest that I found. Uh, I didn't find it. I found, I don't know, probably 30%. I think I was like. My final save was around 75% or so, give or take, uh, for, like, everything. Um, but uh, beat that, and it's, it's getting great reviews. I've seen a lot of, like, 8.5s, 9, 9.5 kind of range. And, like, I totally get that. And I, I it just ne- – I beat it, and I enjoyed it, but it didn't click for me like that. Um, right. Where it's like, yeah, it's like I love 20, uh, 2016's Ratchet & Clank. That was, but that was my first introduction to the series. Like, I never played one before. Um, you know, I was a Nintendo kid when those games were coming out in, P- in the PS2 era, so I just never got around to them. Um, but yeah, like I, I enjoyed it. Like there's definitely, I enjoyed the characters a lot. I think the like the like going between rifts and the dimensions and um, was is really cool and like it's a beautiful looking game. It's gorgeous. Like multi, like that game tricked me multiple times where I did not realize I was playing. I was supposed to be playing the game. Like it's just it, the seamless form from like. A cutscene to like you're playing the game now, um, like I it's top notch. Like, I, like Last of Us Part Two did it to me like once or twice, um, but this game did it to me pretty much every time a cutscene ended. Uh, I I'm like, oh fuck, I'm playing. <laughs> like it's just like my characters be standing there for three seconds. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh shit, I'm playing. Okay, um, but yeah, it just I don't know. It like I just doesn't like I don't have like a technical reason why. Maybe it's it's just I don't know, like I'm not. But this seemed like a game that I really like and. I did really, I should like, I really like the game. Like it's, I, I enjoy, obviously I beat the game, but I, I enjoyed it quite a bit, but like, I didn't like ever fall in love in in love with it. Like I thought I would. And that's kind of, I, I thought this would be like coming out of it. Like, come, like a lot of reviews, like this is the game of the year or this, you know, this, this is a lot of people's the game of the year so far, or this is, you know, w- you know, one or one a kind of area. And I was like, that, that's totally going into it. That's where I expected even before the review is coming out. That's where I'm like, this is going to be like, one of these games that's going to be my top five easily probably my top two or three right now and i just came out of it like i enjoyed it it's probably it might it i mean it's in my top 10 but i don't even have a there's not there's been enough games that come out this year to have a top 10 list though so it's whatever but it's 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 if if it's it'll probably be in the bottom half of my top 10 this year i liked it a lot i it just i knew every time i played it like i didn't feel like it wasn't that like i can't put this down ever and like whenever like I wasn't playing, I didn't have that urge to go back to play it. Like, but I mean, I enough, I obviously enough to go back to keep playing it. But I didn't have that like I wasn't as soon as I got off work turning it on and fucking plow, playing it until bedtime or anything like that. Like I didn't have that. Like I go, you know, a couple days at a time without playing it. But like I said, I, I, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer. I still like the game a lot. It just did not click with me in the way that I thought it would. But okay. I totally understand like where a lot of people are coming from like this like it there is i have no like i have no reason why i don't like it that much just other than like it's just maybe not my type of game as much as i thought it would be even though i thought it would be uh and then the other game i beat is final fantasy 7 remake intermission which okay. is uh the uh what they had the the uh, final fantasy 7 remake uh intergrade which is the ps5 version of it they had the free if you had a ps4 version you get the free upgrade to ps5 uh, which I bought it um, last year digitally. And then they had this $20 DLC uh, intermission uh, that came out with it. And 
I it's kind of the opposite where like with Ratchet, where I thought that'd be a game of the year contender, and like this, I was like, okay, it's gonna be a, a couple hour little thing, and I'm gonna beat it and I'll be done with it. And this is way more than I thought this would be. Like there is a lot of content in this in this twenty dollar add on, and it's way like it's not just reusing assets. It's like whole new areas. Like not, I shouldn't say whole new areas. There's new sections. There's different areas. There's whole. There's different totally different boss fights. There's different character brand new characters introduced in this that are like probably more than likely not more than likely will tie into final fantasy 7 remake 2 uh like i don't understand like it's an intermission but i don't understand like how how it's going to work where you don't play through this without like playing two without going to the final it's so stupid final fantasy 7 remake 2 without playing this like i i feel like it's you have this is like a must play if you are interested in playing the next one this is gonna be something to play and it's it's i think okay blew me away it's fantastic it takes a little bit to get going like the first like hour is kind of a just introducing you to yuffie the, this new character which from what i understand she's a side character in the game in the in the original game like you, you can you don't even have like you could play the game without ever adding her to your party and like they built this whole dlc around her and like it runs concurrently with seven Okay. Um, seven remake. So like you definitely need to play the original, the, the remake before you play intermission. Um, cause it does spoil things that happen in that main game. Uh, but it is utterly fantastic. It took a little bit to get like, re- cause there's not really a, the downside is there's not really a tutorial to like remind you how to play the game. So it took a little bit to figure out, like remember the combat mechanics and how all that works. Uh, but, uh, like once I got there and then learning how to play with Yuffie, um, like she's totally different from anybody else from the main game. Uh, it takes a little bit, but it's oh, fucking. Like, you only have like instead of having three characters, and you can jump between them and play as them whenever you want in the main right. game. This one, you only get one side, one new char- character, Sonin, and you can't play as him. You can still can like tell him when to use special attacks or use items, but you can't ever control him. And one thing they did is like it's called like I think it's called like it's synergy. I think is what it's called, okay. uh, where you can like basically you hit L two. And then he'll do whatever you're doing. So he'll mirror whatever Yuffie's doing and his his type of attack thing. And then, like, you can, like, synchronize, like, um, whenever you use, like, a, a special ability from Yuffie, you can synchronize with him. And he'll, uh, uh, you'll make your, your attack stronger, do more damage, uh, which is really cool. But it also, the downside is it kind of makes him more, he's, he's not as protected. So he won't guard. He's just kind of more open for attacks when you do that. So you got to kind of pick your spots to do it um yeah i i was blown away how much like i put it took me about six hours to finish this and i did some of the side quests they had this whole like um uh, i think it's called fort condor which is like this mini i think it's in like the original game it's like this tabletop uh rts game and you can go around and like uh fight uh, uh play against other people you play you basically it's like rts tabletop game against other people um on the map and there's like you can become the grandmaster if you beat everybody. Uh, I beat like four or five people. I don't know how many people there are to beat. Um, that game was in itself is a lot of fun. Uh, and then there's just a decent amount of side co- content to do. Like it doesn't it doesn't feel like a cheaply like most DLC is disappointing. It's like right just like feels like shit they just took out of the main game to like, charge you more on later. Or it's like the Doom Eternal shit when I heard about that was just disappointing. It's like really just like really hard mission like it's just like a, a reuse assets and just but a more difficult version of using that or it's like it's combat mode or it's challenges or whatever and this is like 
feels like a full on like not a full on Heather game here, but like you could probably beat the main story in like four and a half five hours. But I mean, you, you could probably put down ten or fifteen hours into it of all the side quests and all the other stuff you can do. And like wow. I, I like a full on I, I beat this game, sort of like a like. Would you say it's more or less like a Miles Morales to like a Spider Man? I would say less than that because I mean you do. I, I mean there's there's definitely some new new areas, but okay. like a good chunk of the game is going through areas you've been through again. Okay. Like I don't want to like it's not. It's nowhere near like a Lost Legacy or a um, a Miles Morales, but it's I'd say it's like maybe like a third of that, like you know, or so. So like the twenty dollars price tag on this is definitely is is really good, like really good for what I expected. I like I said, I was going in. It's gonna be a couple hour thing. You're just gonna go through shit you've already like through areas you've already been before. Right. And like it's basically like Lion King one point five, and <laughs> I was kind of expecting that quality of it where it's like kind of a half ass of which is kind of trying to get some more money out of you. You have, a, you have a fucking landline? <laughs> wow. I don't know why, and I don't know why they decide to call like around 9.30 at night, but... Uh, <laughs> That's uh, funny. I'm going to let <laughs> you funny. All right, you're fine. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> that's just... Not, I've never, I haven't heard that noise in so long. Uh, but, um... Yeah, so... Anyways, I, 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 I beat it. It took me... I, I beat it all today, actually. Um, and two oh, yeah. sittings. I, I could not stop playing it. Uh, I, I adore this. I love it. It's like, it's two chapters where I think the main game had like 16 or 17 chapters, I think maybe give or take. Yeah. And, uh, each chapter like in the main game was like, you know, two, three hours and their side stuff longer. But, uh, and that's kind of where this is too. And that where I, Alex said, I was blown away. I love this. Like this is like, like I said, Ratchet Clank, I thought would be a game of the year contender for me. I don't know if this is like my game of the year right now. If I had to like, if I had to make a list in my head, but it's it'll probably be in my top. This will for sure be in my top ten. Uh, oh, good, this ex- this little expansion um, at the end of the year. Like I, I fucking loved it. It made me miss. Like I just wanted to play Final Fantasy VII remake again now. So that's everything I'm playing this week. A lot of shit, but uh, the main two things: Ratchet and Clank and Intermission. What about you, Gables? All right. So they're definitely, like I said it before plethora of stuff I have been playing, so I'm going to go quickly in regards to the ones that I have been somewhat playing. So on Game Pass, I've been playing somewhat of like MLB MLB 21 The Show. Alright, you know, it's fine. You know, it's baseball. It's the fix that I've been looking for for like a baseball game. I tried out a couple of other games. Let's see. Genesis Noir, I believe that game is called. It's like an indie game. It's on Xbox Game Pass and stuff. It's sort of like a point and click almost it's it's really weird the concept of itself is sort of like a noir black and white sort of game and stuff it's sort of like a uh, emphasis upon like a point and click adventure but the way the stylized game is presented alongside the gameplay of itself it's kind of it's definitely fascinating in terms of the creativity that went into exploration of the story elements of this game but uh, i'm still fairly early on inside the game i only spent like maybe about a good solid hour playing it and all and I know there were, were other games that I've played on Game Pass, but... Uh, oh, yeah. there Briefly, I played a little bit of this title called Narita Boy. Now, this one is more or less styled sort of like a linear kind of 2D game to where... It's basically like a hack and slash. You earn certain like weapon upgrades or whatever type of things throughout this game and stuff. It's sort of like a... It's not 
doesn't have any type of RPG elements. It's like a standard action game that you have to go and do backtracking and this and that, you know. But uh, so far, it's it's all right, you know. It really doesn't had too much of like uh, impact on me yet. But let's see other games. I did play a little bit of Forza Horizon Three on my One uh, S. Game's still fun. I mean, I love just. Like, just burning a lot of, like, uh, shit in regards to just the roads, the little missions, and all the other stuff. Just just casually going through that. But, uh, the main meat and potatoes here has actually been my Nintendo Switch. So, before I even get to the Nintendo Switch stuff, I did play a bit of Virtual Fighter V Ultimate Showdown. That free-to-play game that was released on PSN. So, I played the arcade mode a couple of times. It's quintessentially like a bare-bones Virtual Fighter Five kind of experience to where you have the arcade mode, you have online mode and stuff, and there's really nothing else, like, more extra in that regards. So it's it felt kind of stripped down in comparison to, say, a Tekken 6 or a Soul Calibur 6. No, Tekken 7 or a Soul Calibur 6 or even Street Fighter Five in that regards to where it's just bare... Okay, here are the fighters, here's this engine and stuff from Virtual Fighter Five that people know and apparently has been remastered whatsoever... So I played through that, I enjoyed what it was, but it didn't really retain my attention too much. But after I finished that, I decided, okay, let's power on my Switch and see what I want to go through and play. So I did buy a couple of games digitally on my Switch. One of them is called Blue Fire. The other one is called Kaze and the Wild Masks. So Blue Fire is more or less like a action game and similar, like explorational type of things. It kind of reminds me of a Zelda-like game. Legend of Zelda-like game. Because you have exploration stuff. You can actually go through and accomplish a couple of different missions. It looks pretty cool. And has sort of a similar type of combat thing. Only there's no like Z-targeting or anything else for the action stuff. So it's like a 3D platform in that regards. Kaze and the Wild Masks is more like a Donkey Kong Country-like type of game. Hmm. It looks good. The sprite work and everything else feels like that... Uh, feels very well quality it feels like that there's a lot of work and effort that's put into the creative like uh art artistry of the style and of itself i know that game is available on platforms like xbox marketplace playstation network and stuff they ask for about 25 but i think like 30 dollars for this game the quality of itself is nice but i picked it up on sale for like about 20 some so it's like a quintessentially like 10 bucks off it's every bit I nice. felt worth the price of admission because you're getting a quality platformer. It is fun to play. It's definitely good to pick up and stuff and enjoy a couple of levels here and there. And one thing that I've noticed that I haven't done for a while in like a platformer, 2D platformer type of things, I actually wanted to replay certain levels, get the collectibles, and actually do a time trial run through the levels, which I know... The gameplay has me a little bit more hooked than I thought. <laughs> but uh, for other games, there is this uh, indie game that I've had on my Switch for a while called The Adventures of Elena Temple, which quintessentially, it's, it wasn't too like expensive or something to buy back in the day, but it's quintessentially like a 2D sort of like uh, platformer thing. It takes you about maybe about an hour or so to beat. But it basically could change it to look either like an Amiga game or a Game Boy game or like an NES that yeah, it has like different type of graphical sort of like uh, changes you can make for it. Like every time you play through the game or something, you can play in a different type of mode. It looks different, this and that. 
I thought that was pretty cool. The platforming can be at times cumbersome because they want you to go and do precise sort of jumps on certain pixels and stuff on edges and stuff. But uh, I know the another game that I've had on my Switch for a while, The Bridge. I actually did play oh. through that puzzle game, The Bridge. Is that the Limbo-like one? It, yeah, it's sort of Limbo-like in regards to the whole kind like of like, or it's some, like kind of like a somber sort of esque type of thing, but it's more like methodical than that because it's kind of like a point perspective of uh, completing certain puzzles that are inside of like your cognitive mind or something. There's a lot of like illusion puzzles that keep going with that stuff. But uh, when it comes to the game and of itself, I thought the puzzles were fairly all right. There was actually a lot of like moments where I had this kind of aha moment to where, oh, okay, this is how I'm going to solve this puzzle this way, or this is how I'm going to do it that way. But for the last couple inside that game on the the last stage or something, I had to look up some guides because it was not coming to me fairly quick. But it was also another one of those games where you could finish it in like in a couple of hours or something like that. I tried a little bit of this thing called like Robonauts and stuff, which was like another one of those cheap games that I picked up on the Switch. Oh, I've heard of that one. Okay. That one's not too bad, honestly. The combat in of itself is pretty fun. Going through those levels, the progressively, you know, it gets a little bit harder each time. I'm like a little over halfway through that game, but at the same time, I had to put it down because it was starting to become a little bit more like, uh, yeah, it was starting to become a little bit more like uh, difficult down the road and that stuff. But... I did try a little bit of Virtual Console stuff. Joe and Mac, that SNES game that released on that. I actually played through the entirety of that. You know what? There wasn't really too much to complete about that game, you know? I just did my basic run all the way, like, from beginning to end and stuff. I was able to go through the entire game and beat it within the span of a sitting. Because the game doesn't really last that long. And well, uh, is, that, yeah. is that the Japanese one no. that, just, that just came out? No, no, no. Um, it's not the Japanese one that just came out. This one okay. was released in America as well by Data East. The Super Nintendo version is a bit different than, say, like the Sega Genesis and especially the arcade one. It's This one's kind of an odd one out to where the okay. quality over the years, people didn't like it as good as some of the other like ones. But, uh, yeah, I played it through. It was good like nostalgia type of like a kick. But I could switch through different types of weapons, this and that. Let's see. In regards to other virtual console stuff, Super Mario World, I decided to play that. Once again, I completed the entire game. Jesus. Dude, I went through every single level, collected every single, like, Dragon Coin that I could, went through all the Star World, all those other stuff. I haven't done that since I was, like, about five years old as a kid. You know, it was definitely some nostalgia things working into effect, but let me tell you about something. The one game that I have been playing off and on for years, but never had a chance really to sit down because I my interest lacked it. I sit down and I played and I beat the original Legend of Zelda. Nice. I had enough patience to explore. Lots of things discovering, you know, lots of things I discovered about it. And there's a lot of various little troll moments as well. Oh, <laughs> little dog is just, you know, crying a little bit in his cage. <laughs> yeah. What's the matter, little guy? You get a little too hot. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, I start talking about Legend of Zelda, and he just wants out of his cage. What? 
<laughs> well, like I was saying, over the years, I only maybe completed a couple of dungeons in the original Legend of Zelda. This time around, I felt like I just wanted to play through the game. And so I went through the first couple of dungeons, two or three, before I realized, hey, I need to collect the weapons inside of those dungeons before I move no. on. So I had to re-go through the dungeons, do this and do that. Then end up finding out that in order for me to go to the fourth dungeon, I have to use the raft in a specific place, and then in order to get up to there, to the fourth dungeon. The bosses and everything else, they were fine. There was like maybe a couple that were real pains in the asses. Like, there's this one that's called Gliok, or some... It's like a two-headed dragon, right? And basically, in regards to, like, this little dragon, once you defeat one of his heads, it floats and stuff. Like, um, it just attacks you while the, you have to attack the other one and stuff. It's kind of weird, but, uh... Yeah, it was kind of fairly difficult at first. But, uh... One of the difficult things about it is figuring out that I had to do resource gathering before I initially went on to some of the later dungeons because of the fact that I was getting my ass handed to me because I <laughs> still had the original tunic and everything else. I had to buy the blue ring that would actually decrease my damage received by half. And I was like, you know what? I could have done that from the start and actually saved myself <laughs> a lot of trouble, especially going Made it a lot easier. It would have made it a lot easier for myself. Because without that, you go through, like, Dungeon 5, and you have to face off against these whiz robes, and they're fucking taking out, like, about, a, I kid you not, they took out, like, most of my health in, like, one single blast. And so having these save states really helped out a lot. But, uh, oh my gosh. I finally got through a lot of the, collected a lot of the weapons and everything else from this. Like, uh, what was really hilarious is, I got the bow and arrow, right? And I thought to myself, you know what? I, I don't see, like, the little thing that ticks down that's like, how many of these I can use before I run out. Until I realized after I used it for a while, it's like, I notice I don't have any money. And I check my rupee count. It goes and drains the rupees that you oh, collect. Shit. The money is ammo for your bow and arrow. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Those little caveats there. What was really funny was once I got past a lot of those various dungeons, the last one, the one before Ganon, the, yeah, actually not the one before Ganon, but just Death Mountain in general, I collected all the various ones that I had to collect, then going through Ganon, Ganon's, like, uh, last remaining castle. Now, before then and stuff, you know, you have all of these, like, uh, dungeons you can explore and stuff from the get-go. There are, like, at least two or three of them that are hidden. Like, one, you actually have to use the, like, the whistle you collect to warp into, like, one dungeon. And then for one, you actually have to use the whistle again in a specific lake. It'll drain the lake, and you go down the stupid, like, stairs in order to access it. So, these are obscure things that you possibly may be able to, like, uh, see or read or something like that from an NPC. But uh, the last one, no, the last one kind of pissed me off a little bit, though, was uh, the last dungeon before you face off against Ganon. It's a bush that you have to burn, and there's a staircase, and you have to go down in order to get, you know, seven, dungeon seven done. But the final dungeon with Ganon in it is 
a huge fucking like slug. <laughs> it made it easier for me because in the previous dungeon, you collect something called the Lion's Key. And what the Lion's Key basically is, it unlocks any door in the game. So you don't have to collect the small keys. Never knew why they never introduced this item again in future Zelda games after this. But, uh, yes, it was very nice having to skip through rooms of, like, wall masters and freaking whiz robes and, like, all these, like, dark nut-like creatures. Basically, there's a knight that's either in yellow or a blue dark nut. And, yeah, they're just knights called dark nuts, man. And they take so many hits in order to try to take them out. Because at this point, I already got the most powerful sword. Like, the magical sword. So it's, like, the sword tier is, like, the original sword, then the white sword that you get from, like, some other place, and you had to collect the magical sword after a certain extent. But, uh, facing off against Ganon was actually a little, was actually a lot more easier than I thought. The thing is, when you start the battle, you hold up the Triforce pieces that you collect, he appears on the map, he zooms around, and he's, like, invisible, right? And he's shooting fighter balls at you. And so, basically, you have to wail like crazy in a specific, like, spots, like, where he appears. And after about three hits... He starts, he, he stops, he glows, like, brown or something like that, or, like, he's in a stun phase or something, and you have to use the silver arrows and stuff in order to kill him inside one hit. <laughs> so the final battle in that regards to The Legend of Zelda, it, it definitely was sort of anticlimactic, but I could have totally seen myself back in the day, like, if this game, like, released, if I lived during the initial release of The Legend of Zelda, I could see myself actually forgetting to collect... The silver arrows in a previous like part of that dungeon, because that's what you need. You have to have the red ring, and the silver arrows from that same dungeon before you have to beat Ganon. Before you have to face off against him, because if you don't have the silver arrows, you cannot defeat him. And so you would have to backtrack all the way past in order to try to get this stuff like done. But let me tell you something. It was such an accomplishment having to finish the original Legend of Zelda. I went through it. I collected all those items, like redundant items, like, say, collecting a letter or something from an old man to give to an old woman so I can actually, like, buy potions and stuff from her, or get the stupid blue candle or something that only works, like, one, once per screen or something, burning one bush, and then it later gets replaced by a red candle, which automatically gets replaced with his fucking wand with an upgrade, so I can shoot fire from the fucking wand. It was so <laughs> redundant in terms of extra items that were put there. Because not even, like, uh, ten minutes after I got the red candle, I got an upgrade to the wand that allows me to shoot fire, and it's like, oh, oh, well, you know what? I have to use this now, because this, this makes more sense than this one. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, boomerang, magical boomerang stuff, bow and arrows, like, shh. yeah, the weapon moveset and everything else was fine and stuff. It was just kind of funny having to experiment with a lot of that stuff. But I'll tell you, what was actually pretty funny as well is I was doing a little bit of experimenting with burning bushes inside The Legend of Zelda, and uh, there was this one staircase I found, and I go down the staircase, and there's this old man that's like, hey, pay me back for the freaking, like, roof that you just burned. And, he, <laughs> and it's basically, you have to pay him 100 rupees in order to repay his, to pay for his fucking roof. And I, I'm just looking at that, I'm like, oh, they actually put something like that in there. That's pretty funny. And yeah, that's so good. I, obviously, I rewind the course because I was not going to pay that old man his money for his roof. I'm like, oh, well, fuck your roof. Anyway. <laughs> this is how Animal Crossing was born. 
But uh, yeah, that was that was my initial slog of what I had been playing for the past what eleven days since our last recording. Holy crap! Yeah. But uh, there is a new game that I have been playing. I haven't gotten too far into it because I just bought it today. That's Mario Golf Super Rush. Okay. I, 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 yeah. I was going to ask you about if you, if you got this or not. I was curious what, yes. you had, what you had to say. Honestly, from initial playing of it, it plays fairly well. I played a couple of the three-hole things and stuff for, like, uh, initial quick play for Solo and stuff with Mario and also for Wario. I was trying out a little bit of the, the first part, the the career mode thing with your creative character not too long ago and i played out initially about a half an hour of it so far so good it's like that sort of like golf rpg sort of s thing that kind of reminds me of the old game boy color game way back when and stuff to where you can actually gain experience it's definitely has that thing where you have to talk to npcs have to go through initial story mode have to participate in tournaments and stuff to qualify to go in in actual tournaments what kind of pissed me off is that the last hole for, like, hole nine of this, like, nine-hole set, I get a triple bogey and I knock myself out of the fucking tournament. Whereas oh. the NPCs, the computer characters, were all going through and tied at initial extent. Oh, my God. So, Stay. yeah. Oh, Gable's on something here. Yeah. That's good. I'm, I'm glad um, I'm, I'm glad he's enjoying it so far. Oh, he's back. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't know. I was just basically just someone just telling me a little bit of things but it's it's fine but yeah i definitely have been enjoying it so far and i can't wait to you know share a little bit more next week <laughs> nice yeah i was gonna ask if you if you were gonna get it or if we got it yet because i i was i actually had it pre-ordered up at, uh, huh. i paid it all off a while back um when i sold my ps4 pro and my xbox one x uh i got it you know i was it was one of the games are pre-ordered and uh, kind of just after the reviews came out, like I think Thursday, and I was just kind of reading through some of them and listening to the podcast. People like long form talks about it, and it just seemed like everything that I like, guess the it's like this the thing that we get from Nintendo games where they make really fun, good games to play. It's a fun game, and they do a great job in explaining different rules and also different like the way you can actually approach playing a game of golf. To where they go yeah. into detail in regards to, okay, this is how you do an approach shot. Or this is how you put uphill. You do like yeah. about maybe 75% or something like that power or something if you're going to be going like downhill or, or during an approach or some other stuff. Yes, they go into detail in regards to helping you feel like you can play the game of golf. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Huh? Yeah, I, I'm just, my, my concern is, is it seems like... Um, from what I'm hearing, is just like kind of a lack of content to play, um, is and that's kind of like that was kind of like my my thing that was like my, my concern. We talked about when they first announced it, right, a few months ago, where it's like, you know, like they're really pushing the adventure mode, and I'm like, well, they did the same thing with Mario Tennis, and that adventure mode was awful. Uh, the game was totally fun to play, but it just wasn't much to do. There wasn't even like there wasn't really tournaments to do. There wasn't. It was basically online mode. And the adventure mode, and that was really. And then if you want to do co-op, maybe I understand. Like their their big concern is pushing, like couch co-op is like their big thing for them, making a fun game to play with other people. Yes, I get that. Like, I can understand then, what they're saying exactly because so far from what I've played, I mean, 
other than the single player mode and the initial story mode in itself i mean there's online it definitely does lead the like percep like the perception of yes there could definitely have been more that could have been put inside of this game one caveat that i've noticed is they don't have a replay feature for certain birdie shots or certain shots that you do make that was prevalent in say the n64 version I would like it if maybe in a future update they were to add stuff like that. Because part of the fun is if you make a hole-in-one or if you make a good eagle shot or a fantastic-ass like eagle shot from like or albatross out of nowhere, that you're able to watch that clip. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get, the, the nice thing is they do that. Like you can record and take screenshots with the Switch on, on the Switch, which is well, nice. Yeah, point. I definitely think definitely they should just... Point. But like when you're so excited, like you should like... You know, you got to then you got you have like literally seconds to remember to hit the button. Yeah. So I mean, they should just have that. Yeah. I, my my thing is just like, I, am I gonna be playing this past two weeks? Now it's kind of my concern because like, time after time, I I buy these like Switch games and like, it's like I'm not trying to like I, I hope I know these games are good. I know these games are like all these games that come out are good and people like them. There's an audience behind them. It's just like it, it feels like definitely if like you don't have like a, a set people to play with. It's like there's not much to do out like like arms, uh, Mario Golf or not Mario Golf, Mario Tennis, um, Splatoon 2, uh, Mario, Super Mario Party. All those like I, I play them and I enjoy them. But then after like, you know, I get them on Friday and then by then the following Sunday, it's like I, I'm I don't go back to them. I might go back to them once or twice. And I just kind of move on. It's, it's like I don't like I, I definitely want to play it, but it just it's kind of uh, bum me out a little bit because. To hear that, like, that it has half the courses that the Mario 3DS version launched with. Oh, wow. Like, I think the Mario 3DS one launched with 12, and this one has, like, I think five or six. And you have to beat the adventure mode cause, uh, like, uh, to get to unlock four of the six. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, because from the offset, you have the rookie course and, like, uh, another course in and of itself, too, to play. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the remaining four you have to unlock with adventure mode. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so I mean, I, I, it's one of those. It's, it sucks that Nintendo games never go on sale past like maybe you can find them three years down the line for forty bucks, mm-hmm. um, you know, on Black Friday. Uh, but because I would definitely be a game like I would be more. Oh fuck! I got GameFly for a month. Maybe I'll just try to see if I can get it, get lucky and get it through GameFly. Well, why not? Here soon because I, I feel like like that, like it just seems like the perfect game to, like rent for the weekend and then like if if, if rentals were still a thing. Um, <laughs> That's what he yeah, used Game yeah. Pass for, and that's basically rentals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh fuck, man! I wish Nintendo just had Game Pass. Oh no for, shit! Like, but Nintendo Game Pass, that'd be fantastic. I'd save so much money. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm happy. I'm happy you're enjoying it. It's like it definitely seems like uh, a really fun game. It's just my 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 biggest concern coming out of it was content, you know, and then just how that's going to go. All right, so that's pretty much what we've been playing in a nutshell so let's go ahead and get into some quick hitter things before we get on to initial right. topics right here so in regards to cyberpunk so in regards to cyberpunk that actually most recently came back on the psn not too long ago but there is yep. a disclaimer on there and they actually advise people to preferably play this version on the ps4 pro or on the ps5 they actually give a disclaimer, hey, you're not going to have the best experience playing on a baseline PS4. Yeah. I understand that. I mean, 
it's kind of weird that they actually go into the caveat and explain to the customer, do not play on this system. Please play it on this systems or these systems yeah. right here. Yeah. I, I, that's, I, it's based, they basically got a six month detention. Yeah. It, it seems like, uh, come, I think it came back like the 21st. Um, but yeah, it makes, it just needs to come back. It was just kind of funny. They announced it during E3 and it just kind of got swept under the rug. Yeah. Kind of thing. And yeah, I mean, I, I like the. Fa- I think it's awesome that they're just saying, "Hey, put it, play on." The, it's like, it's best to play on the Pro or PS Five. I, I really appreciate them yeah. doing that, and I think it's only like forty bucks on there, so that's something too. Yeah, they actually decreased the price from the initial sixty that it was down to forty. I mean, yeah, that's that's definitely a better pill to swallow in regards to if you have some interest in it and you have, say, like a PS Four Pro or a PS Five, and you don't have a lot of things interested in you, that may tempt someone to go and purchase it. Yeah. Like. I'm just I'm just curious how, you know, the Cyberpunk isn't just isn't that good of a game, guys. Uh, so, I mean, I'm just yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it, if this game came out and it was like a, you know, a game of the year, a real game of the year contender uh when it launched last year, like not even like on PC, people were coming like uh, it, I think it'd be more exciting if it coming back for this game come out and it's just like yeah, it's just you know, it's it's a open world game, guys. Yeah. Yeah, quintessentially. Hopefully, with the improvements and the eventual next-generation versions of it, then it's going to satisfy more people in that regards. My hope is for it, it to actually go through and entertain the people that have been waiting all this time to have patches or stuff like that going for it. Yeah. You you, you own a physical copy of yes, the PS4. Are you, like, um, you know, there's been a bunch of patches, obviously. You have a PS5 now, so yes. are you uh, considering going back to playing it? Absolutely, actually. I am considering going back to play it, just waiting for that right opportunity where I feel like I want to go through and play it. Because the last time nice. I did was during its release time on the PS4 Pro. Obviously, there were plenty of issues going on back then. Yeah. But uh, it's almost around that time. Apparently, patch 1.23 improved a lot of heavy things that were going along with it. So, yeah, I've been keeping track yeah. of the, the patch notes and stuff over the past year or so. This definitely yeah. is... This I am definitely going to be interested in going through and playing it at some point. Yeah, the next I guess the next gen version is supposed to launch in a few months. So yep, we'll see how that goes. Oh yeah, I'm kind of interested to see how that's going to go. But okay, so in regards to EA, apparently they're teasing a revival of sort, and a lot of people think that they're going to be reviving the Dead Space franchise. Yeah. <clears throat> It's so it's it's kind of a weird thing where there's been some teases online from uh like uh people like so I don't know okay um Jeff Grubb yes uh, like the kind of the industry um king of like you know big leaks lately uh the last year or so he um recently said on his podcast the Games Beat the Sides podcast that uh he has he has a pretty good idea. He's pretty good about like te- like he's really good at teasing people about shit, right? Um, without telling people anything, and he kind of mentioned like EA Play. They got a they got an announcement, and it's the big one. It's the one everybody wants, and that led to a lot of speculation. I guess like so there's been a couple people online on Reddit that have been teasing it, but haven't really said what it is. Um, so it's like he hasn't clarified that this is the case. Um. And it doesn't seem like a lot of people, other people have, but it seems like, it seems like there's a lot of smoke to this, you know, 
uh, to this, and you were smoke there's fire. Right. Um, and th- we have uh, there, but there's like no idea if it's is it a remaster of the is it like a is it like there, are they doing the Mass Effect collection like legendary collection type thing where it's the whole trilogy? Hmm. Are they just remastering one? Is this a remake or are they bring? Is this just a reboot? Like what is this? Like I hope they got. I, I've said for years, the two biggest remasters I want: Mass Effect trilogy, Dead Space trilogy. Really, just Dead Space one, two. Yep. Um, three is a fine game, but it's it's a bad Dead Space game. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I would be. I think I'd rather have a trilogy remaster than honestly a remake of Dead Space one. To be honest, uh, just because I I think two is better than one. Uh, but I don't know. I hope to God this is true, Gables. I so badly. Just want to play these. I, I I want to play these games again. Even three, as long as they get rid of the bullshit microtransaction shit. Um, which I mean, they did that with Mass Effect Three, so right. I could see them if this is true. Um, they probably do that with that one. Um, but I don't give us. Where are you at with the uh, uh, Dead Space? I'm definitely with you there. As if they are contemplating on doing like a a collection of sorts. That's definitely something that would definitely get me interested in playing the Dead Space games on modern systems. Granted, I do have the 360 copies, but at the same time, I am definitely fascinated in regards to initially having that option to where if I want to get, like, say, a PS4 or a PS5 version of it and play through the first couple of Dead Space games because I know those games are good, I know people covet them a lot, I'm definitely hoping that this would be the case where Dead Space Collection gets announced or something. Or if not, maybe like, say, a reboot or a remaster. Like, say, a ground for pound, like, ground, you know, pound for ground, like, remaster of the first game. Because that first game, in regards to its storytelling from initial parts that I've played and definitely from a lot of the atmospheric tension and stuff could be fantastic on a next-generation console like the PS5 or the Series X or S. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of good potential. People absolutely love that franchise. So I'm, I'm, de- I'm definitely hopeful in regards to Dead Space. And man, if there was a collection, I definitely would love to play that. Yeah. I mean, this is funny. I was talking about uh, getting Gamefly again uh, earlier in the show. And it's funny, like this is that's Dead Space is a game I got on GameFly, like the, like <laughs> a couple weeks after it came out. Like I think Justin bought it on a whim or something, and just raved to me about this game. And I'm like, okay, I'll have to check it out. And then like I, I added it to my GameFly list. I got it. And I played through. I liked it so much. I wanted to support it so bad that I went out and I bought a fucking copy of the game after I beat it, <laughs> that's and then amazing. played through a good chunk of it again. Um, so yeah, and I, I mean, I think it ended up selling Dead Space One sold over a million. I think Dead Space 2 sold a couple million, which to EA, small potatoes. But uh, then I think Dead Space 3 didn't do much better than those. But uh, yeah, I, I, I hope man, this is this is the year of dreams for Tyler right here, man. We, we had we had F9 yesterday, yep. which was fan-fucking-tastic, Gables. Let me tell you, fan-fucking-tastic. <laughs> in a couple weeks, we get fucking, uh, we have Black Widow, first Marvel movie, MCU movie, in two years. Over two years. Yes. Since June of 2019. Our first MCU movie. I'm so excited. And then, a week after that, Gables, motherfucking Space Jam 2. <laughs> 25 years later. <laughs> we get Space Jam 2, Gables. 
and it's, speaking we got of mass space spec Jam. collection oh yeah sorry but I, it's the year of dreams for tyler yeah it's the year of dreams i'm riding high right now knock on wood knock no on doubt, wood. i, can't man. I mean hell a lot of the stuff that uh you love or quintessentially like uh didn't even think about happening that's possible or something all of a sudden it's happening all at once yeah but i see Matt i just need metal gear solid 4 remastered on and then i'm happy Oh my god. That's all I need. Oh my god, or just maybe do like one better or something like that. And they just have initial like remaster like collection things released on the current oh systems. God. That would be or awesome. Kojima finishes Metal Gear Solid 5. Oh, that's the ultimate dream. <laughs> like, that would actually be pretty hysterical. It's like, hey, we want you to make this. Like, oh god, really? No. Here's chapter three, guys. <laughs> Here it is. It's years later. But anyway, yeah, speaking about nostalgia trips yes space jam 2 the game was announced this past week fairly shocking honestly the only way i learned about this was through instagram because xbox had their own little update stuff and what's kind of hilarious about it is not only they show a little clip of the game in and of itself but they actually showed special edition controllers as well for the Xbox. God damn it, I want it so bad. Oh, I knew you wanted want it so it. bad. I mean, holy shit. I look at these controllers, man. I'm like, okay, this is definitely something that Tyler's going to want. It's like you got the Tomb Squad and you got the Goon Squad, right? Yep. And, I want the uh, Goon Squad one. Man. And then all of a sudden you have I... like a like a separate type of controller stuff. The color schemes look you know, the color schemes actually look okay in that regard, to my opinion. You shut your fucking mouth. Dude, dude. It may not be my cup of tea in regards to designs for the controllers and stuff, but at the same time, at the same time, you know, it's definitely going to appeal to maybe like a more of a younger demographic too. I mean, hell, Space Jam 2 looks like a classic sort of uh, inspired beat-em-up game in and of itself. Like I said before, I'm optimistic that this game's going to be fun to play. It's going to be enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Definitely going to tie into the movie. Honestly, I may not like the maybe not like as much as I would like to Space Jam 2, but at the same time, I will not allow besmirching a Space Jam on this podcast. <laughs> that is rule number one of this podcast: no besmirching a Space Jam. I like the original. But I hope the God movie is good. If it's just passable, I'll be happy. <laughs> Which what's, what's uh, weird about the Space Jam game though is it's the first ever exclusive Game Pass game. I know. I don't know how that comes into fray well, unless Xbox Microsoft is, had a chance of developing that game. Well, Microsoft is essentially developing it. Oh, uh, that it, makes sense. So it's it's exclusive July on July first on Game Pass for two weeks, and then I I don't know if it's coming other platforms. I don't think at least PlayStation, uh, but it'll, I, I know it's coming to like the PC side. On July fifteenth, I'm not sure about Switch, but I hope if this has online multiplayer, Gables, oh, same. You well, mean? if it's free on Game Pass, I'm willing to go forth and try it. I mean, my 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 expectations for this game are the same as with Space Jam Two. If it's just passable, I'll be happy. I don't need, I don't need them to fucking like go crazy or try to like. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm keeping I'm, an open I'm mind, nerd. and I'm going to be cautiously optimistic, not only of the movie, but of the game in and of itself. But did yeah, you I, know? I, did you know what? that there actually was a Space Jam game a long time ago? Oh, yeah, on PlayStation. Yes. Yeah. 
And I, G- did I know Gables? I had all the McDonald's fucking toys for Space Jam. I made the basketball like the court the where they attached that, together. Attached yes. together in a fucking cart. I remember having some Gables. Of those. Fun fact about Tyler: You want to know his first CD he ever owned? Space My parents Jam. bought me a CD player for Christmas. They bought me two CDs with it. A, uh, the the Queen's Greatest Hit album, greatest fucking CD of all time. But most importantly, the Space Jam soundtrack. Yeah, what can I say? That's a great soundtrack. It's so good. It's so you know what? After I, after this trailer came out, I listened to the whole fucking soundtrack. <laughs> Still fucking slaps. Daffy Duck fucking uh, roasting people. Fantastic. Oh my god, that's the very last track on that entire album. Yeah, I I know. So I've good. listened to that fucking soundtrack over and over for years, even dating back to high school as well. It, it, oh, thirties. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> oh my god. Ah, oh, can't but, wait. July sixteenth. But at the same time, you know, it's like I'm happy that in this current year and stuff, we're getting different types of like uh, almost like rehashing or like rebooting or even like reintroduction of things from the 90s or of the past. You know, it's been mixed results here and there, definitely. But at the same time, I'm glad there's more content to consume in regards to Space Jam. Yeah, it, uh, if this game, like, my my expectations are kind of where I was with Battletoads when it came out last okay. year. Going into it, like, I wasn't expecting to like it. I ended up loving Battletoads. So, I don't I don't think I'll end up loving Space Jam, the video game. But, let's just come out and I, I enjoy my time with it. I'll be happy. I'll tell you what, man. I For last year, I definitely enjoyed Battletoads a lot more than I thought I was going to. And yeah. that was good enough for me. Both been in the top ten. It was our number two overall game of the uh, of, of 2020. Uh, 2020. Who would have thought? Battletoads. Okay. So let's go inside of another main topic. So there's a rumor going around, apparently, inside of not only a PlayStation experience sort of thing potentially happening and then happening in the next couple of weeks, but another rumor tying into this is there's supposed to be, or there may be, a Ghosts of Tsushima spinoff. Yeah. Speaking of game of the year for 2020, this was our overall game of the year yes, for 2020. Ghostshima. Yeah, so there is a uh, rumor that it'll be called Ghost of Ikashima, is how I think how you say it. Okay. Ik- I think I'm, I'm probably way off on that. It's a spinoff, and apparently they want to release it um, in 2021, which is crazy. It'll be uh, cross platform. Um, Ikashima is a real island, and I guess it's like a. What is it? Like I'm looking at. Okay. So it's Tsushima is 53 and a half square miles uh, or no i'm sorry Tsushima is 274 square miles mm-hmm. ikushima is 53 square miles okay so obviously it's kind of like they're kind of the, the plan is like from this um i'm not sure oh the rumors from uh nick baker um i don't know who that is uh but he he runs a website i guess but um, it's it's kind of it's made the rounds. It's it's getting picked up by some bigger sites. So this seems like there's a little there's a little maybe a little bit of smoke here uh, for, for this. Someone's rubbing some sticks together at least. They're creating friction. Um, but um, there, there's just kind of some talk that and hopefully it'll come out this year. Um, but there's not too much other than that. Um, and it's, I think it's I think the plan it's gonna be like a prequel. Um, no idea if, if Jin will be back for this one or not. That's kind of all we know about it right now. But, I mean, it just kind of makes sense. I mean, 
I don't know if this. I think it makes sense that we're getting a ghost spinoff game. Uh, you just kind of see what we've gotten lately with them, with with PlayStation games. Where you look at Uncharted Four got Lost Legacy. Yep. Uh, Spider Man got Miles Morales. Where yep. like they have these big expensive IPs that they're making, and then they reuse some assets and to make a you know forty dollar game. And it's like Uncharted Lost Legacy was literally the the DLC that you, like it was like a thirty dollar DLC. That's supposed to be broken up into three parts, and they got, it came, became so big and way more expansive than they thought that they just turned into its own side game. Um, and then, obviously, Miles Morales happened, which both of those games are fantastic. So uh, I loved Ghost of Tsushima. It was, I think it was like six on my list last year. I think it was a little bit, it was a little bit higher in yours. I can't remember exactly. Yes. So I don't, I, I'm, all, I'm all for it. I don't know. I mean, like I said, it's two, it's two twigs being rubbed together right now as far as Maybe how real this is, but I, I'm all for it. I, I think it'd be great. Oh yeah, most definitely. I mean, I'm definitely fascinated in regards to if this PlayStation experience happened and stuff. If we get like this whole like uh, ex- like expansion, quite essentially, of like a Ghost of Tsushima and having more things to not only explore but to go through and see tie into like uh, the main character in that regards like maybe if it's like a side character or the exploration stuff it's kind of interesting in that retrospect i know personally i have not finished the original ghost of tsushima it's definitely been on the backlog of things i need to go back and finish but uh i'm hopeful that this exists and that it not only comes out this year but it possibly maybe like a 40 dollar title or a 30 or 40 dollar title you know? Probably like fifty. Like Miles Morales was fifty, and now that game's for ten dollars more. That's I think I'll probably be in that range. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I, I'm all for it. Like I love, I beat Ghostshima. I really enjoyed it. And I, be, I keep getting to, like the Jones, like the, uh, to go back and like beat all, uh, finish all the camps. Yeah, that was a ton of fun to do. That yeah, was fun. Yeah, <clears throat> and then doing the one-on-one battles um, was a fucking blast. But oh, never man. really got around to some it. of the best feelings inside that game in general was to approach a squad of samurai just going through right there and just basically like you know what take out your sword i'm gonna kick your ass and just go through and just slice and dice all mm-hmm. of those freaking like soldiers and stuff like that that uh that got done burning out a bunch of villages and all other shit and stuff and all of a sudden you just go through with a, like an honor mode and stuff and just take out all the ones for honor and shit it, it felt yeah. so good just to do that shit <laughs> yeah oh uh, yeah it, it was awesome I, I, yeah, I'd rather, sooner rather than later, I'm fine with Okay, so for one of our final topics right here, apparently there has been some chaos for Blue Box Games. Yeah, so I, I sent this link to Gables, like, last week, and it's just, like, I was, like, you know, I was burnt out on gaming news, but this was, like, the exception to the rule. Okay. Where, not so much, like, it's a Kojima thing, so obviously, I, you know, Kojima's my... He's my god, so um, I, I was like, oh, all in. and this is kind of so kind of going back here. So la- back in April, uh, Blue Box Studios announced a game called Abandoned. They gave us like a little teaser trailer, right? The guy just kind of walking through the woods. It looked like a really looked really good as far as like graphically, but there wasn't really anything. It's just a guy walked through the woods, um, and it led to like a lot of like, oh, that looks like kind of reminded people of pt it's like is this and then people started jumping to kojima right and then people were looking at blue box uh studios uh people were looking at their twitter account and like it hadn't been active in like five years right um and so it's just been like this whole thing so then there's like um 
kind of came up and then it kind of died off after like a week or two. We talked about it yes. initially and then it kind of went away. And then a couple weeks ago, a little bit after, after E3, so about a week ago, they put out a tweet saying, kind of teasing like about uh, the, the, their game and saying, Abandon's like the the working title. It's not the actual official title. Um, and they put out tweets like, uh, like teasing the name of the game, saying it starts with an S and ends with an L. Okay, and wh- people have been saying, people the the when the when the original teaser came <laughs> out for Abandon, it's like oh it's Kojima Silent Hill game or it's a Silent Hill game or it's Kojima making a Silent Hill game. It's like whatever. It's just people like jumping around between Silent Hill or Kojima and or both, um, and that just kind of. Sh- kind of got the fires you know i keep i'm using a lot of uh smoke and fire and twigs rubbing together thing mm. this real this was like a fucking forest fire of like uh, conspiracy theories people like reading into this people were like going back and like watching old videos of like um uh like kojima and like and like finding like things that kind of like lined up it's like 9-11 conspiracy theories levels oh, going on here People are like at forty three seconds in this video here, you can see this, and it kind of teases this. The like the main like developer of this, like the Turkish, um, if you like Google translated his name and like and like Turkish language, I think is what it was. It actually was because it was Hideo. <laughs> so <laughs> it's fucking nuts. And then like no one's seen this person before, and then he finally came out and he like showed his face and did a video like I'm a real person, I exist, I'm a real developer. This is not. A Silent Hill game. This is not Kojima's not related to us. We are not working with Konami. This is not a Silent Hill game. And then, like, said all that. They've been disputing it from the get go. And then, like, a picture of him and Kojima together came out, like, right after, like, a couple days, like, a couple hours later. It's like they can't get away from it. And (laughs) it's fucking. It gets crazy. It's just deeper. Like, the the you. There's a rabbit hole to get into, and I got into that rabbit hole. For a little while there, and I I, I dug myself that back out. I just got crazier and crazier. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a very deep rabbit hole. I was hundreds of feet deep, uh, but um, I got out. Uh, it's so basically what they said was on Tuesday, and this is kind of where like more shit was coming from. Right, and it's what Jason Schreier actually. I want to jump back here. Even was put like did this like whole sh- like thread on Twitter about like he's like I the last four hours I spent deep diving into this. He's like, at first, I was like, there's no way this is a Kojima game or this is no, no, there's no way this is a Kojima game, a Silent Hill game or both. There's just no way. And then he did like a four hour deep. He said he spent four hours deep diving in this. He's like, he's like, and now I'm not sure. Oh <laughs> and, so, my God. And, then, and then he even like came out like a, like a few days ago. And he did an interview with someone. I, th- I can't remember if it's the lead developer or someone from the studio. And he's like, I, I, I sat down and I spoke to someone for an hour from the studio. He's like, and I still don't know if it's a Kojima game or not, or if it's a Silent Hill game or not. It's just like, this it's fucking nuts. Yeah, so <laughs> they've been like doing all these tactics to like get people away from believing it. But then they do this, like they kind of like, at the same time, they're kind of fanning the flames uh, of like doing the whole, it starts with an S, ends with an L thing. And then like kind of some people are leaning into it a little bit. Um, so they, then they announced on Tuesday this last week, they were gonna, there's going to be an app on the PS5. And then uh, to like, no one really, they didn't really explain it, but like there's going to be an app on there that's going to do something. And there's going to be a trailer to officially reveal what the game is and what the name is and what the game is. Uh, and then no idea what the app is going to do. And then like Monday, they announced they're delaying it till Friday. Okay. Um, and so they even had a countdown and everything going. 
like they put up a countdown. I don't know. I think it was on their website, and for for when the when the they're going to everything the app was going to be downloadable and the tra- the trailer was going to come out, the 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 clock struck zero. Nothing. And then popped up a video of that lead guy that's Turkish. That name uh, translate to Hedeo popped up saying they're delaying the fucking reveal till August. <laughs> That's one way to stir the nest even further. I love the mind games they're playing. This is definitely something. This is definitely something big. If they are stirring up people's emotions and getting it hyped up for something, this got to be hopefully a big payoff at the end of this. So this is a PS5 exclusive game. PlayStation is paying a lot of money, presumably for this game. I feel like at this point, if it's not a Hideo Kojima game or a Silent Hill game or both, PlayStation's got to be fucking pissed. And I'm not, I I, I do not, I am saying this right now. Do not harass developers. No one does death threats, all that. It's fucking stupid. That's been happening in the last couple weeks now, like people going crazy. But I will say this. The lead, the, the PR for this, this what's going on, yeah. and the lead people that have been fanning these flames and doing all this shit, delaying the fucking app three days and then doing a countdown to delay the fucking app for another six weeks to two months, they deserve a little bit of shit. Yeah, like, I, I they, would I'm not saying death threats, no, but like, hey, uh, fuck you. <laughs> at this point this is a little bit of something and if it especially comes out in august and if it's assuming it does come out in august or if like fuck it who knows tomorrow they might just announce hey this is what it is who fucking knows at this point but if it comes out and this has nothing this game better be fucking fantastic or to eventually pay this off but these guys are going to eat plates and plates of shit until that game comes out Oh, and if yeah. that game comes out and it's not, at, it's it's mediocre or, or if it's oh, just if it's something completely kind of good, it's going to fucking piss everybody off and it's going to be hilariously bad PR on PlayStation. Yeah, part. I I don't want anything. I I want all games to be good. Obviously, I I hope this game is good. I hope to God that this is a Kojima game, and there it. I I honestly honestly do. But a part of me also kind of hopes it's not a Kojima game just to see how the fuck this turns out. I don't know. It just feels like right now there's a no-lose situation for me oh, no. as far as entertainment level goes. Uh, obviously, for the developers and PR, that's not a no-lose situation. Um, but, I mean, obviously, in the end, I'd rather it be a Kojima thing or uh, than not. But, yeah, it's... What the fuck is happening? And it's just... It kind of ties in more right now where... Could, uh, Konami was supposed to be at E3 and then they had to pull out, out a, a couple weeks in advance, and then they this shit's going on. And then there's already the rumors of it being a Silent Hill game, and then the the, the original music uh, creator for Silent Hills, who uh, worked with um, oh, fuck the uh, the medium, uh, he did the music for that. He did an interview not too long ago saying that the next uh, next game he's working on will be announced this summer, and it's the one you want, which obviously the thing he's most famous for. Silent Hill. So there's all that shit. Now it's not even part of this conspiracy. Like that's not even like, this is a whole different thing. So from that, and that's all tying in this. It's, 
I I cannot believe it how, how this shit's going. Oh fuck, we're being disconnected from fucking uh, Steam. Shit. Hopefully it connects here soon. But um, <laughs> well, what yeah, I can say I, from what's stunning. initially been going on from this whole blue box stuff, from this whole everything else, you know. It definitely has been a masterful play. If this all ties together into one huge reveal, it's going to be one of the most talked about type of reveals for years to come, most definitely. And from this whole blue box game stuff, the whole mystery surrounding who they are, mystery surrounding the name of this person, the whole is there, won't there and stuff. If it's honestly, I'm with you, is if it's not like a reveal of a Hideo Kojima-led game, for the PlayStation Pop 5, then, oh man, there is going to be some hell to pay. There definitely will be some hell to pay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, what the fuck? That's, I, I, I don't know. I have nothing else to say other than that. <laughs> All right. On that note, we're going to be going ahead and wind, winding down this episode. So, if you want to go forth and follow us on our various social media life profiles and stuff, on Twitter, we are Drunk Nerds Pod. On Facebook, Drunk Dash Nerds. On Twitch, when we do stream occasionally, it's the Drunk Nerds Podcast. For those that are watching right now on Twitch, it's like, hey, how's it going? Thank you for sitting through our craziness and all the other random rigmarole stuff. For YouTube, we are Drunk Dash Nerds. And basically wherever podcasts are casts. So on Anchor, on Apple, on Spotify and stuff, we are on there. Definitely subscribe to us, leave a review, give some ratings or something like that. Just give us a little bit of a hello and stuff. If you enjoy our content, let us know. Because we definitely go through and just do our best and stuff to convey how we feel about games, how we do whatever and stuff. But yet... We are pretty much sort of like the average working man and stuff, just playing games and having fun and stuff like anyone else. We're not paid by yep. companies. We're not doing this stuff. We're just our own independent podcast, and this is the shit we love to do. We are working man, and after this podcast, we're going to go heat up our Hungry Man XL TV dinners. <laughs> oh, my God. That definitely looks pretty good right around now. <laughs> a little brownie with the french fries stuck in it. I'll fucking take it. I don't care. All right. So I had been your host, Colonel Gables. Sorry, I was drinking. And I was Tyler. <laughs> so until next time, everyone, thank you for joining us for another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. And most importantly of all, play some games. Hey, Gables. Yeah. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya.